Welcome to Capture Positivity, the show that prepares teenagers mentally throughout their incredible journeys with problems and solutions that everyone can relate to. My name is Yvonne, and we are here today with Coco. Okay, now it's time to welcome Coco to Capture Positivity. She is here to tell us her story on the transitioning from a local international school to a U.S. private high school and how it impacts her life. Hi, Coco. Thanks for joining us. Hello. (laughs) What are some cultural differences between an international school and a U.S. high school? I think one of them is definitely the language. I mean, like, I know people will ask me, like, why? Because you, I we speak in um, English in my international middle school, but then like the language is so like a huge thing that's going on because we do understand that like when you're in an international school, you have the choice of speaking English or not. Like I can speak English, but I can also speak Mandarin with my friends. But then in the US high school, it's really like the second you land on that field of campus, English is the only option you have <laughs> for talking to people. So that was like, a little bit of a struggle at first. Like I kind of lose my mentoring skill at the first three months of being in my high school. But then like, I guess you just need to transition the mindset into um, the campus life a little bit. So yeah, I guess like language is definitely one of them. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I relate to a lot because um, in an international school, like outside of US, you can, um, you can really choose what language you want to speak like mm-hmm. based on the friends that you make and it's exactly. just, yeah and it's just more like a choice yeah I guess like it's also about like the the perception of in an international school you are trying to live as if you're abroad when you're actually still in your city so a lot of it also comes from the people you you meet it's also like very different in terms of diversity because even if I'm in like a local international school I'm still like my all of my friends coming from the same background as mine like we grow up in I don't know like vicinity or like in the same city and then we we grow up with the same cartoon same video the same parents and childhood experience so it's like it's really you're meeting the same people in international in like the local international school but then when you're traveling abroad it's like you meet more diverse profile of people which is a good thing but it's also like you need to transition a little bit because it's like you're seeing it's um you can compare it with like in your international school you're only seeing like one color but then like you're seeing like a rainbow in um a U.S. high school so it's like it's it's very interesting it's a struggle at first but then it's also nice that like you can get to know different people from different backgrounds yeah and speaking of like language I feel like when you hang out with people from your hometown it makes you feel like more at home and it feels safer so at the same time speaking the language would make you feel safer at a foreign place what do you think I think it's definitely like um first of all I don't feel safe that much when I'm speaking English in the U.S. it's, it's very interesting because like when I'm hanging out with my friends when I'm like studying back in Shanghai, China, it's like we speak English to each other so that we're kind of like speaking the encrypted language 
on the street like no one can understand us and we just like keep telling us like it makes me feel really safe like only us two can understand it but then like it really it just switched all around when I arrived in the U.S. because so me and my roommate we speak um, we all speak Mandarin and then we speak English and also we take French together so we speak we can also like speak French a little bit so it's like it really changed like we speak Chinese all the time um, instead of like you know like back in uh, Shanghai when we speak English so it's really like I feel like you need to find that little space for you to um, so like practice your own culture or like speak your own language it's really like how it makes me feel a bit more like home when I'm like out in, you know, the, like the private school. So you're saying that when you're in Shanghai, you're in an international school and back there you feel more comfortable speaking English. But then once you move to the U.S., you feel like everyone's speaking it. So it doesn't make you feel as safe. Mm, yeah, I think you can say that, but then like it's really like in um, an international school, you English is a choice. So um, it's more like you're living in a Mandarin environment so that it's like you can choose to speak English, but then like you don't like you don't realize how Mandarin is. I don't know, like Mandarin is a part of you when you're like you're surrounded by it. But then when you're like moving to an environment where it's not really present, except for when you're like trying to say it, then the language actually becomes really precious for you, I guess. And also like because people can't understand you solves a lot of like dorm crisis when you're <laughs> talking about stuff. So, yeah, yeah. Um, like speaking of dorm life, can you just give a little bit of context on how the dorm life is? Because um, a lot of uh, international students are only going abroad when they're in university. And it would be really nice if you could give sort of like an insight mm -hmm. on how it looks like for an international school student. Yeah, I mean, I like dorm life a lot because back when I was in an international school, I'm like a day student. So that like I just walk to um, school all the time. It's really different in terms of how you view view like school life when you're like in dorm or if you're a day student. Because like when you're like a day student, every time you spend in school is like also equal to the time you spend with your friends or like the time you're actually accompanied by people. But then if you actually live on campus, which is, I mean, like twenty four seven on that land. Um, it's more like you have far more time to hang out with the people around you and to like actually immerse yourself into this like the campus environment and also like your school spirit. But I would say like I I guess like it's all, I feel like I want to encourage everyone to try out try out dorm life if you've not been in one yet because it's a very like it really helps me to be independent a lot. Like I have a lot of crisis at first like I don't know how to do laundries I don't know how to I throw like my blanket into the laundry and then like you know things will happen and also don't wash your shoes in the laundry <laughs> like I guess like it really helps me a lot to like be very independent because I can I can't see myself to like you know stay in this quarantine by myself if I haven't been through dorm life um yeah, I guess that's it. And also, like, you learn how to deal with stuff, I guess. One thing 
one difference I learned from like boarding students coming from an international background versus boarding students coming from, you know, like a diff another state in the U.S. is like in the move in and move out day, their parents come and you're stoned <laughs> and you can see like, and I was like, I have four luggages, like the huge boxes. I'm like struggling to move all of them up to, I live in third floor in my dorm and it's like the highest floor. I'm like struggling so much. And I was like, I miss my parents. Where are them? Why does my, why does the other students have their parents? Why are they like packing up for them? So yeah, it's like, it's not a very fun experience, but it's also like a very memorable one because every time when you're thinking back to it, you were like, I actually did it. Like I moved eight boxes all across the street in the moving out day. So yeah, I would say like, it's also, it's very interesting to live in a dorm. Yeah, and I bet there must be like a lot of challenges that you have with roommates. Like some people mm -hmm. do, some people don't. Can you share a little bit of your experience mm -hmm. with maybe like the ups and downs with the with your roommates? Yeah, I think, um, so for me, it's the case is a different story. It's like a little bit special because I was online learning for my freshman year. And in our schools, like you got randomly paired up with a roommate only in your freshman year. And starting from a sophomore year, you can like choose a roommate. I know like in a lot of universities, you also like got randomly paired with a roommate. And I've definitely like, even though I haven't experienced it, I've heard a lot of dramas going on <laughs> with that, but also like a lot of good things I bet. Um, so I guess like the thing about living in a room is like, you need to know that it's like, I don't know, it's like, I just realized that people actually have a different living style comparing to yours, even with my current roommate, which we choose each other is still like very, very different. It's in terms of like, also like for your roommate, you stay with them basically 24 seven, like when you're out of class, you basically just see your roommate. So how to, I would say like the relationship I have with my roommate is exceeding the point of friendship. It's like, it's almost like family members, which we get it. Like you get sometimes get a lot annoyed by your parents because they're like stuck in your life all the time, but you don't know why. So it's like, it's the feeling I have for my roommate also like I know she has the same feeling for me anyway we uh know that but it's all it's almost like you need to keep this right distance um between people when you're living with them especially also like for like the other people um the rest of the people in your dorm um you know like I don't know like you need to keep the right distance but like you don't take part into their private life that much when you're even like leave like sharing literally the same space with your roommate so I guess it's like it's a very important technique for you to learn and also like um if you're randomly paired up with a roommate um if and also if you have very different living habit it's also very important for you to communicate with them because I have a friend um her roommate uh, sleeps at 9 30 she sleeps at 11 <laughs> Mm -hmm. it's a huge problem like I say I would say communication is very important um in terms of when you're actually gonna live with someone who's not your parent and who's not gonna like tidy up your stuffs all the time yeah and I feel like this experience can actually make you grow as a person because mm -hmm. you have to try to change yourself for 
someone else so that you kind of respect them and they're not going to be like your parents and just fine with everything that you do because they're your um, parents but they're actually someone who is around the same age as you so they deserve the same respect Mm -hmm. and sometimes when you get close really close to someone else you find more of their flaws and the more negative side about them and it can really cause some conflict between the relationship yeah I guess it's like it's something I'm something I'm learning especially in the summer because like I hope none of my friends can hear this but like (laughs) this summer I live in New York for a month with two of my friends like we spend time with each other all the time and like previously I have a room with them so it's like it's really like before rooming we were all like oh my god I'm so excited for New York um I'm so excited to live with you and like we are because we're friends when you're like friends you kind of have a little bit of distance between each other like the right distance that only make you see their like merit um side or like the side that you think you can deal with but then when you're actually living with each other all the time um I want to make myself the bad example because I don't want to spoil anything of my friends but like I have I sleep very late every every day but then like I really have a friend like she slept at 10 30 and wakes up at 7 and she has like the schedule is so strong in her like she has to sleep at 10 and like she will like just wake up by herself in seven but then like for me I talk we me and my like other friend we usually like I don't know chat and laugh until 3 a.m and because we share the same room it becomes like really a problem later on and it's like you you have to deal with it because it's like I can't really change my own schedule because it's like the way I find fun when I'm traveling but then like I I also have to respect her because I know like she's also an individual she is um she has her own habit that like we just can't change like I can't just like take her into my bedroom and like force her to laugh with me until 3 a.m every day like it's not gonna happen because like she has to wake up at seven so that's only like four hours of sleep for her mind no um so yeah I guess it's like you really I I found it like actually really hard um I um I think it's like it's some problems still trying to deal with till those days it's not a not only about you know like speaking sleeping schedules but also about like um the personalities um because for your roommate um because like I feel like when you see a dorm or like a room it's basically when all of the private sides of you happen it's like actually in your room. And then because you have a roommate, you will see each other's private side of you as a person. And you just sort of have to deal with it. Like you, um, so one thing me and my roommate is trying to do is like every time when we are having a call with our family, usually like one of us will go outside of the room so that we don't, we don't really like, um, I, I don't have to listen to her like sensitive informations and it's because like I guess like one thing really happened at the start of the school year is like I accidentally stayed in our room when she was talking to her parents and like I just heard some um very sensitive information and it's just like it's really awkward because um because like the space or like the distance between you and your roommate got like kind of broken at that time and you just really have to try to respect each other even before 
that sensitive point happen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Can we, uh, do you want to talk about like the difference between the school values? Like a yeah. international um, school and a U.S. high school. Mm -hmm. One thing I notice a lot is the sports. I try really hard to adapt into like the sports value thing in um in a different schools because back in my international school like we do have sports but it's more like you know those weekend activities which you choose to participate and if you choose to participate in those you kind of like people will say like oh my god you're so sportive um <laughs> you do sports in weekends but now um in the U.S. schools, I believe it's like um, it doesn't matter if it's like high school universities, those schools and like the people you're meeting do value sports a lot. Like, for example, in my school, we train two hours every day um, and sometimes we have um, match and games at weekends that we have to wake up like at six o'clock to travel to another school to do it. So it's like um, and also, like, if the schools are really far away, it basically takes up your whole day in that weekend. So it's really, like, you have to get used to um, the school spirit of, like, being really sportive. You, um, we have to do sports um, two out of the three seasons every year. And you just have to get used to, like, your time's going to be taken a lot by sports. Um which is like something I haven't experienced before. I would say it's like, it's a double-edged sword. I was um, pretty sportive in my middle school because I do sports in weekends, but back and now in a high school, people do like view it a, very seriously. I think it's also like a country difference. Cause like, I believe like at least in Shanghai, it's like people have this value that if you have to pursue professional in sports, you have to give up your academic stuff in it. Or like you have to like choose to go to like, I don't know, like a sports school to do sports all the time. But now like in US, it's more like, oh, you want to be professional at sports? Fine, like do academic with it. I think you can do it. <laughs> um, we have a lot of like division one athletes in our school and you can just see them like waking up at six and like jogging around campus. And I think it's like, I admire them so much for that commitment and be also like being able to do academic stuff with it. But I think it's also like a school value thing that um, I think I benefit from it a lot because um, sports is really like a part of me right now because of the transformation my school has on me. Like, of course, I'm not going to train two hours every day, even the summer, but I do try to like keep, you know, working out and exercising like a part of me because um, having to train for two hours every day do like make me feel very refreshed and also like because I do crew we have a inner group saying that like people who like crew is because like you almost die every day in training so that you feel so much alive like everything you feel after that dying is like so alive and like it makes you feel like so actually so refreshed after sports yeah uh, last but not least, can you talk about like the academic part of like the differences between the schools? Mm -hmm. um, I guess for I was a bit not used to the academic spirit, like how the school put academic um, when I first come to U.S. high school, because in the surface, like in appearance, you feel like, why don't they care about 
you're great or like why don't they like give you Saturday study house because like you fail a test or something but then I, I guess like it's really the difference comes from that the U.S. high schools believe that you can take care of yourself academically like they give you the freedom that if you're not feeling well you don't have to like always put in that much effort into school but then like they give you they also give you a lot of resources that you can actually use if you really want to do excellent in academic which is very different from international school because even I would say like not from international school but from like a lot of um Chinese schools um public school international school is they're all like that like you they feel like um so in my middle school it feels like you need a do good academically all the time like 24 7 and every day and like if you're like losing up a day um they just feel like that you're like not doing well enough um but like I guess I kind of miss it because people actually try to like not like force me but people actually care about my academic performance and then like it's like the freedom is the advantage is that you get a lot of freedom and like you can choose to do well if you want to but the disadvantage is that if you are kind of like laid back or like we can say procrastinating for a week no one's going to care about you and unless you pull yourself out of it you're probably it's you risk being like that for a whole year which is in some cases it's like you can't really control it like I think I believe some people will say that like you can pull yourself out of it but then in reality of like if no one's constantly reminding you and also like if you're actually facing something it's really hard for you to um do that I would say like to stand back up and to like put like a hundred percent effort even when no one's looking at you or even when like no one else is assessing you except from yourself yeah, I feel like because I also come from like a sort of Chinese education mm-hmm. system and it's more like everyone around you just tries to push you the to your best ability and they mm-hmm. they they kind of they're kind of like your back support that kind of just supports you whenever you fall but mm-hmm. in the American system no one's there to kind of support kind of push you or like catch you when you fall because they believe in like freedom and that what your actions will um, reflect on your consequences and that kind exactly. of stuff. yeah yeah one huge struggle I'm, I'm experiencing is like because I we talked a lot about the cultural differences it's about like keeping the right balance between the two cultures you're seeing for example COVID um we have like because the Chinese government have like a really strict um, COVID regulation, but like in the US, it's more like one thing I experienced like is I wear mask outside and people thought I got COVID. Um, so it's really those kind of cultural difference that like it's I guess like people would say that like it's okay, it's like it's a balance, you can keep it, but then when you're when in terms of when you're talking to people from both sides, which only knows their side it's a cognitive crisis that you might be facing. So just um, deal with it and then like try to keep yourself neutral and just like as objective as possible, I guess, like, cause it will really impact. Cause I just traveled back to China three days ago and um, I'm being treated as 
a prisoner. <laughs> I wouldn't say that, but then like the second I got off the plane, there's like people wearing those, you know, like the medical suits everywhere. And it's really like very different from US and it's not just about COVID, but then like um, every aspect of the culture. So you need to really like kind of explain to your family about what's going on in the US and like explain to your friends about the values you have like back in China or like back in the other places you're from. One thing is like, I guess like one advice I have for people who are getting into transitioning to like a U.S. school is like always try to seek for help because because of the concept difference, it's not like people don't want to help you in the U.S. or like abroad, but more like they feel like they know that if you have problem or if you have struggles, you will come to them for help. So like every school um, will have like counselor teams, advisors, mentors or like you know like people that you can adults or students that you can talk to when you're like feeling a little bit panicked or like if you're struggling mentally so they're always there but like they're not gonna you know message you every day and be like hey are you mentally feeling well so it's really in terms of don't be scared to reach out I know it's like it's really cliche people always say that but I guess I just want to emphasize on that a little bit because it's not only about reaching out it's also about embracing their value that um, they are willing to help as long as you ask them that. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's you who is making those um, actions and decisions. So you kind of Mm -hmm. have to uh, push yourself for yourself. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I always say that. Yeah. Okay. So that's a wrap for today. And thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for listening to Capture Positivity. Make sure to follow our Instagram and website called Capture Positivity if you haven't already, where we break down this episode throughout the week. Have a great day and I'll see you soon.